Welcome into the Who Day Den. Happy to be joined by Jake as we get to celebrate the second W of the year for the Houdé. Cincinnati. Who day? Who day think gonna beat them? Don't man. stop. Keep going. I need you to pick me up. Finish it off. Do you want me to? No, buddy. Nice work. Bengals. Okay, now now everyone turn us off. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Bengals defeat the Cardinals 34-20 in the desert, the land of the rattlesnakes. I don't know what else is there. What are they known for? Heat, dry heat. Scorpions. The land of the dry heat scorpion rattlesnakes. Waste management. 34-20. I'll tell you what. Uh, I don't know what team I watched today, but it was a pleasant surprise. It reminded me a lot of last year's team. It reminded me a lot of last year's team. We got... Jamar and Joe looked like Joe and uh, Joe Mixon was inefficient. So it was just like last year. Uh, <laughs> oh, too soon, too soon. No, you but can't help yourself. I can't help it. I, I'm just such a naturally negative person. I hope that the listeners notice that my uh, my voice is somewhat back to normal. Uh, it's been like three weeks of episodes where I was like, um. And now, yeah, now you're just a tiny bit nasally. Yes. It, well, I still got some post nasal drip. So uh, <laughs> occasionally I got to mute and give it a good snort, you know, like that. Wow. Um, yeah. You should mute that one. I'll mute for medicine. Well, that was just a practice one. It wasn't a real Oh, one. gotcha, gotcha. Uh, the drip, the, the nasal wasn't dripping postal. Um, but yeah, so I feel much better. Uh, fresh off a strep throat diagnosis, we are about halfway through the antibiotic. I did miss a day. But I also believe I accidentally double dosed on a day, so we're actually net net even, um, which I'm not sure how that works. But um, I think Joe Burrow double dosed on whatever he's taken today because he was whatever he's taken. Uh, I was I, not expecting that that healthy of a Joe. It was a game that felt like it felt like we got almost everything we could have asked for. It wasn't just like glimpses of Joe or flashes or uh, we finally just scored a first half touchdown. Like we got pretty much everything we could have potentially wanted out of that, including our biggest uh, win. I say biggest as far as point differential since the Panthers game last year, you know, not counting the the bills of the postseason. The bills beat down. Regular season our biggest one since about halfway through last season. So a uh, 14 point win, you'll take it. Even though the Cardinals are one and four, they're a feisty team, scrappy team. And I will say my confidence level. Okay. Actually my confidence level going into this one, as it got closer, I was growing irrationally more confident. And this makes no sense at all because I I've been vocal and that's how not down, like you. I know. At least as lately a, I've been vocal on how down I've been on this team lately. And when I saw the picture of Joe Burrow's cleats and the socks, I was. <laughs> you it, like the black on top of white? I like the black on top of white. And the and Jordans. Then, and the Jordan cleats. I was like, oh, actually, he's going to have a really great game. Um, which usually I'm not that fickle. That's but I, it was a little, a little extra swag from QB1. Couldn't help it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know. Do we start with the bad so that we can spend more time on the good? Or do you just don't want to kick off a show with bad? I don't really um, have like bad, bad, but, um, you know, just talking about the defense a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like it's kind of fairly obvious what what the concern is. 
going heading yeah. out of this game, but progress. They, I would say like maybe some progress was made and yeah. there's there's at least some flashes again if you look at the uh scoring drives for the Cardinals, they really only put together uh three good drives for the game. They had mm-hmm. a touchdown drive, nine plays, 75 yards, five plays, 49 yards, and 11 plays, 75 yards. So those are pr- two really good drives and one decent one for the field goal. But outside of that little three drive sample, it was like three and out, three and out, uh, three and out, interception, return for a touchdown, three and out, uh, turnover on downs, fumble, another interception, turnover on downs, and into the game. So overall, the drive uh, chart looks pretty good for our defense. It was a little disheartening to see, I think, still 12 more plays given up of 10-plus yards. Granted, two of those, I think, were on the last drive um, or next last drive where it was pretty much decided at that point. But still, too many explosive plays Mm -hmm. given up by this defense. But... um, Overall, I mean, Trey Hendrickson played out outstanding two and a half sacks now second in the league behind just uh, TJ Watt in sacks. He's got six of them through five weeks. He looks awesome. Uh, DJ Turner got the nod. Awuzie being out. He he was fine. Missed a tackle. Missed tackles to seem to be a theme. For yeah, this that's, that's not put that away. on repeat. He missed a tackle. He missed a yeah. tackle. Felt like every other play. Interesting development. Nick Scott getting seemingly benched for Jordan battle. Um, I saw that it was, it was like one drive. And then what, what was he back in immediately? I don't know if they, I, don't know. I didn't I keep did a close enough eye. I don't know I did if they not see clarity on that. Did they rotate? I, I'd have to go back and, and check it out. Or I'm sure someone's probably already looked at it and, and put it out there. But um, yeah, that was an interesting development. And honestly, I, I like, I like the willingness to do it. I like the willingness to kind of mm-hmm. try to put the best guys out there, no matter the cost. And I think that's something we've talked about in the past. Um, and we've seen the Bengals take a step in the right direction. Like when they made the punter move away from Huber and things like that, where they're, they're showing willingness to kind of maybe not, you know, just leave the veteran out there because it's a veteran and, and, you know, you feel like you owe it to him. So I liked getting battle out there and letting, letting him cook and see what he can do. I think he had a couple of nice plays. So yeah, was, he had, good uh, to see him. he was credited with two pass defenses. Um, I know one of them was like over the middle, I think to Hollywood and he kind of mm-hmm. knocked that one away. He had a pressure, which coincidentally it was Nick Scott and battle coming on the blitz and the, the um i think it was the running back picked up uh nick scott the running back didn't know who to pick up there which let let jordan battle come come free uh enforce a incompletion so he played pretty well dax hill with another half sack today on a blitz uh he looked good um so i thought the defense was fine i think there's still some concerns because overall in uh the nfl there's lots of crazy stuff every single week. Um, so you don't want to I, I try not to discredit your opponent, but it is the Cardinals uh, led by Joshua Dobbs. So uh, impressed with some of the strides the Bengals made, uh, still a little concerned about where this defense might be long-term. But other than that, I think I didn't really have any, any negatives. I mean, the, the defense forced turnovers today, got to the quarterback and, um, 
you know, gave up the big plays, but we'll live with that, I guess, in a in a win. So yeah, I I think in some ways we saw shades, slight shades of Anarumo defenses past where you get a little bit of the bend, um, but then kind of the opportunistic defense. Um, we didn't force any field goals. Did get get the fourth and one stop, which was pretty huge. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I feel like I come away just being concerned with our inability to really like stop the run. And that's been kind of the theme throughout yeah. the first five games, um, whether it's missed tackles, um, whether it's a guy like this is a second, probably third straight game. It feels like there's been at least one in every game where we've had a back bottled up in the backfield or ready to be stopped for no gain. Um, and they just kind of find a way to reverse field and make a big play. And so that those kind of plays are backbreaking and I don't remember them happening very often last year. And I'm, it's tough to say, like pinpoint exactly what, what the cause is there. Um, have you noticed, noticed anything? I've noticed the same. I, I do not know the cause. Um, do you feel like I we're think... hearing Mike Hilton's name less? Um, yeah, I think Mike Hilton has not been as good this year. I don't know what, whether I put like a lot of the run defense struggles on him. No. Um, because you hopefully wouldn't be relying on him to not at all. Yeah. Um, you know, be like your first wave of defense against them. I mean, I had, I had seen some tweets about Hendrickson being pretty bad against the run this year, but it's like, I mean, you'll take it because he's such a good pass rusher. Right. Um, I don't know. I think like it's also hard too because you don't want to play the the what if game, but would the game had gone a little bit differently if the Cardinals didn't lose their RB one, like James Connor goes out six carries 46 yards and then doesn't come back in. Uh, I think it was late in the first half when he was injured or something like that. Uh, Maybe early in the second half, but he missed the majority of the game. Yeah. Um, and, and even the backup that came in, but I thought the backup was like, I thought he looked pretty bad. Like he was hesitant and wanted to bounce everything to the outside, even if it wasn't there. Um, and the backup still Demarcado Amari still fi- finished with 10 for 45 and a touchdown. So Rondell Moore got a direct snap and took it 40 some yards. So it's like, yeah, the run defense is worrisome. I wonder if like if you had to pick, though, whether your defense was bad against the run of the pass. I don't know which one I would pick, because if a team is going to run it down your throat, that's really frustrating not be able to stop it. I think the benefit is most teams in the NFL today will not make you pay for it. Baltimore would. But most teams are not going to. I think the problem is the best teams do. I was I was already thinking about this earlier today because I was I was like, okay, so let's say the Bengals are just bad against the run this year. Which games does that affect us most? And I think the problem is the team, the best teams right now seem to be the teams that are having a really effective run game and their ability to strengthen their pass game because of their effective run game is, is even better. So I think like teams like the Niners, the Eagles, um, I even mean, the, even the uh, Dolphins Seahawks have, coming up. I was going to say our, our team next week that we're playing the Seahawks, I think they're going to be um, in a lot of ways, kind of like an even stronger Arizona team, a team that probably wants to run yeah. 
uh, that set up the play action. They got a smart, very accurate quarterback. I just it's going to be Arizona, but better. Luckily, it's at home, and the Seahawks are coming across the country to us, so um, you'd think that would help a little bit. But I well, since I, I don't do worried uh, about that preview episodes anymore, I can just drop the nugget now. Uh, I was looking it up the last. Yeah, take it for what it's worth, because I think like 2020 still would have been Russell Wilson year. Uh, But the Pete Carroll led Seattle Seattle Seahawks have lost their last three games coming off of a bye week. They lost to Arizona in 2020 in overtime. That was a Arizona team that finished the season eight and eight. So not like a really, really good team that they lost to. They lost to Green Bay 17 to nothing in 2021. But Green Bay was really good that year. Last year, they lost to the Raiders coming off of a bye 40 to 34 in overtime. And the Raiders finished six and 11 last year. So again, playing kind of down to the competition. So maybe you look at that and hope that they're a little less prepared, like maybe just as a team, the same way that other teams probably look at the Bengals early in the season and say, oh yeah, these guys always are flat to start the season. Unfortunately, maybe that's just a thing with the Seahawks. Um, Maybe it's not, but maybe... You get a little lucky there and catch them coming out flat next week. And well, maybe they just lead. wasted their whole bye week game planning for immobile Joe, and then they watched That's today's right. game and they said, "Oh shoot, we got to throw out that game plan." And and so, you know, positive spin zone there. But yeah, yeah, you never like to play a team coming off a bye. At least I don't. Always makes me a little bit uneasy because you don't, you know, you, you gotta feel like oh they're a little bit extra rested. They had a little extra time to kind of game plan that sort of thing, but. Maybe the Seahawks under Carroll are just not good after the bye. So. As we talk about Mobile Joe, that was the most surprising thing. And I think I think it's funny because I haven't seen it yet. I'm sure it's out there, but it definitely will be out there tomorrow uh, as everybody starts tweeting about the game. Um, a lot. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of like, oh, I've never stopped believing in the Bengals tweets. <laughs> um, and how dare anybody doubt them? like they did the first few weeks, I'll fall into that category that I was doubting. A bunch of alpha Bengal fans who, who never yeah. doubt, never never complain. Yeah. Uh, out there beating their chests. Yeah, so we'll see that. We'll see it out there. Um, I think the other thing that is going to, like, true fans should be able to admit this, um, that doubting Joe Burrow coming into this week was like fully warranted based on what we had seen Um, because we had seen him immobile and we had seen him not look like himself accuracy wise or mobility wise. And then you saw Joe Burrow today more or less look like the Joe Burrow from last year. I would, I could see Mm -hmm. like he looked a little like hesitant to scramble on that one. Um, A couple sloppy throws. Yeah. But more or less looked like Joe from last year. Whereas just last week looked terrible the week before uh, looked okay. Not great. Like for the most part though, this season he has looked very bad. And then all of a sudden in a week, he just looked like the calf was just a non-existent issue. And I'm like, how, how, how did that happen? Um, but regardless, shout out to Joe and his uh, just training staff, getting them ready for, uh, the week, but that yeah. was seeing him spinning away from sack, stepping up in the pocket, moving in the pocket. The first touchdown to Jamar, he had to and the, move and the third touchdown time. to Jamar. Yep. Um, 
scrambling for a first down and then standing up and uh, giving the first down signal. He was definitely feeling himself. So I think that I think the physical is obviously still very legit. Now I do also wonder how much was mental. And now that, cause he, he made a comment himself that after the first touchdown, he knew he was back. Mm-hmm. Um, so how much has been mental as well? Being afraid to let it rip, being afraid to move around. Yeah. And today he just didn't have that fear for whatever reason. And um, it, it showed. And this offense looks amazing. Uh, a lot of it is it rides on Joe and he looked great, but got to give Zach, cre- Zach Taylor some credit because he gets a lot of uh, flack from the fan base. Um, I thought he called a really good game. The Bengals really only had, as we talked about those uh, drives not being great for uh, the Cardinals offense, the Bengals really only had two, two not very good drives back to back three and out drives. And that was where Arizona ended up getting back into the game and taking a 14 to 10 lead briefly. Uh, but other than that, I thought the Bengals offense played outstanding. Their drive chart would go touchdown field goal, back to back three and outs turnover on downs um, on a 13 play 70 yard drive. What did you think about the um, what did you think about that play calling? So basically we get it down in deep. It's inside the two minute warning. Arizona's using their timeouts. Uh, let's start it like we've got first and goal from the 10 Mixon takes it for six. They use a timeout. So now you're second and goal from the four handoff to Mixon. I'm fine with the play call there because he just picked up six. Mm-hmm. He gets three yards. I'm cool with it. We're at third and, w- and they burn another timeout. Right. So we're at third and goal from the one mm-hmm. handoff to Mixon, No gain. Fourth and goal. Absolutely love the call to go for it here because at this point, Arizona is out of timeouts and they'll have to go 99 yards in a minute and a half. Um, do you like the play call on fourth and goal to run it with Mixon again? Uh, hindsight, I feel like it's easy to be like, no, nah, they shouldn't have done that. But I, I really do feel like it was a, a perfectly acceptable call. Like I'm not, I won't say that I loved it. Yeah. But I'm not. Also, I'm also not going to be like, oh, I thought it was really stupid. I never would have done that because yeah, he was literally like inches away from getting in. And I honestly, I thought the play before the third down, I was really bothered that he got stood up like that uh, because the safety came in and got lower, and he he didn't get there. And I just, I felt like that's a play where he's got to come through that hole, kind of like. Not necessarily lunging, but in a in a man in a manner in which you cannot get stood up. So I was disappointed with that play. And then the fourth down, it was like the Cardinals made a nice play. There's not much you can do about yeah. it. And then it, I think part of the thinking when you're in a scenario like scenario like that is like, okay, if we don't get it, worst case, now they are literally on the one inch line and they have to make a play. And look, it leads to a pick six. So I. Loved love going for it on fourth down. Um and I thought the call was was fine. Obviously you wish it, it would have gone in, but you know, that just kinda is the way it is sometimes. Yeah, I I I agree with it. Um I think the get feed Joe mixing crowd will be quiet for at least one week and of course it correlates to a win. So I just it's going to lead to a lot of lazy takes, unfortunately, but that's OK. I'm all right with lazy takes this week because we won. So people can can say whatever and, and find joy in whatever they want. But um, yeah, uh, if you want to talk about 
the the play calling as well. I thought the the play, the deep shot to Jamar, it was a beautifully designed play, I thought. And I didn't realize it watching it in real time. I've obviously now watched the replay 400 times on um, Twitter with the clip, <laughs> the clip playing in high um, death from multiple angles. Yes, but the it was a 63-yard touchdown pass. It traveled 58 yards in the air. Uh, this is according to Next Gen Stats. Burrow's longest completion by air distance of his career. So uh, that tells me he's back. And then if you look at the replay, it is a a play where it is designed to have the pocket move to the right. So it was a uh, play action, like Mixon lined up to the left of Burrow, and then it was kind of like a drawn-out play action to the right, where Burrow also drifts to the right and has the pocket moving that way. Um, and I liked that just to have Joe moving a little bit, especially when you're drawing up a deep play. You give it time to develop instead of just asking him to stand there in the pocket and wait for Jamar to run 50 yards down the field. Thought that was a great play called the flea flicker. Um, I don't want to sound like a hater. I, I you weren't like, a fan. I, I would like that to go to Yoshi and not Trent Irwin. Like, let's try to like give it to an athlete. I have no <laughs> problem with Trent Irwin. Nice dude. Um, and he's like, he's like a Tyler Boyd type, like solid, solid guy. But like same way, I wouldn't want that deep shot to go to Tyler Boyd necessarily. Um, if it's gonna go deep, like you want it to go to Jamar or to T, and if T's not out there, I'm like, yeah, like that would have been a fun one to send Yoshi. Just say run as fast as you can down there. Uh, but I love the play call. I think it was a first and ten from midfield or something like that. Uh, we had just picked up a first down, if mm-hmm. I recall correctly. Probably a very similar situation to the the Browns call last year. I mean, it was the same play. Yeah. Aggressive play call. Um, and taking a shot, loved that. Um, I'll I want to get your opinion on before we get into jo- Jamar Chase because we could talk about him for a while as well. There is talk about balance and how balance is needed from this offense. You can't ask Burrow to drop back and throw it fifty times a game or whatever. Well, he did drop back and attempt 46 passes. If you count his three sacks, was that 49 pass uh, dropbacks? Mm-hmm. And then we ran the ball. Uh, I guess, should I take out? I should take out Burrow's kneel down, um, like 29 times or something like that. So decent balance, I guess. What's the easy like 50, roughly like 50 30, something like that, um, pass run, and so. I want to get your thoughts on that because I feel like this goes a couple of different ways because on one hand, I agree balance is so like Joe Mixon has looked really good for four weeks because I feel like he hasn't gotten the ball 25 times. He's been getting the ball like 15 times and the defense is not stacking the box. Like he's got a lot of room to work with and Mm -hmm. as such has looked efficient then you have a game like today where it's like, finally we're going to feed him and he gets 25 carries for 3.2 a carry. He just like, wasn't very efficient. Wasn't really making anybody miss uh, kind of looked like the Joe Mixon from last year, which is like more of like a grinder fine, but like he had looked sort of elusive the first few weeks. And then today looked more like the Joe Mixon of last year, which, which is like, don't hear me. Don't hear me uh, bashing him. I'm just saying like solid, not like outstanding and he's no a chan no a chan 
My question is, did running the ball 25 times with Joe Mixon open things up for Joe Burrow? And so even if it's extremely inefficient and you're only getting roughly three yards of carry, you want Joe, like, do you personally want Joe Mixon getting 25 carries a game in hopes that it opened things up for Joe? Because like, I think on the flip side of it, I worry about like, okay, like let's say Joe wasn't on fire today and you gave Mixon 25 carries for 81 yards and we weren't able to convert some of those second and sevens and third and eights or whatever it might be. Uh, and then your drives are, are stalling out pretty quickly. And really the Bengals weren't great on third down. Anyways, they were five of 14 today. So luckily they were converting a lot of the second downs um, and not letting it get to third down. It's just an interesting like chicken or egg thing to me. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think Mixon stands are like, see what happens and you feed him. like good things happen for this offense. You have to be balanced. And I'm like, yeah, but like Joe was just dotted. Joe Burrow was just dotting up this defense. And I'm like, I would have been fine if he, he threw, he still threw it 46 times today. Like I would have been fine if he dropped back through it 10 more times and Mixon got 10 less carries, but then would he have been like, which one do you think it is? If you know what I'm trying to say, I know what you're trying to say. And I, I, it's honestly really hard for me to say as a non expert, like maybe someone who's been involved in the game for 50 years, like, yeah, I just, I, I'm, I'm able to say I do it. I think today he was able to be, as you mentioned, like he, he wasn't bad necessarily but i feel like he was just solid enough to where the linebackers have to think a little bit and i it seems like that's kind of i think balance is not something it's not just for balance sake like it's it's obviously just to make the defense think a split second longer um to be able to open up more of the field and so it seemed like he was effective enough today to do that. Um, but to your point, how, how much so like I, it, it's impossible for someone like me to say, and obviously I think we all wish we had a guy that was more of a, like more elusive and, and that like more of a home run threat. Um, but if, if the results, can translate from today to the rest of the season that I think you have to feel at least all right about it. Um, but it is interesting. We are seeing more RPOs, which is kind of, I feel like an extension of the run mm -hmm. game in a lot of ways. So even that it's like it, it get Mark Sanchez groaning on, on the color commentary, but Jeez, the, those like quick little Sanchez. easy throws to Jamar or the one to T that he was complaining about. Um, that was like an 11 yard gain those really are an extension of the run game. So balance, so to speak, doesn't necessarily have to just include Joe Mixon taking it up the gut for four, six yards, whatever it is, I guess, if you, if you take those into consideration. So it'll be really interesting to see now that Joe has shown the ability to be mobile again, how defenses in the coming weeks are going to um, attack them. Because it's very obvious that the last several weeks, defenses have been keyed into like, oh, we need to attack the middle of the line. Joe can't move. 
Um, and so it's affected the things that we've seen from the opposing defenses. And so I think we're going to start seeing probably more um, of what we saw last year. Um, and a lot, obviously more teams trying to disguise coverages and things like that, like the Ravens have had a little bit of success with. But it will be interesting. Like once Joe, because that's been the kind of the common thread of the last, you know, 20 to 30 games is that Joe proved that you can't really blitz him. Um, and so, but that's obviously not been the case since he's been hurt. So now that he's finding his health, what will the offense look like? That'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I don't want to come across as hating Joe Mixon. It's just like a curious, as we lose games, people are like, well, it's because we should lean on Joe Mixon more. And so by the numbers, we leaned on Joe Mixon more today and we won, but it's like, that's, he's clearly not the reason we won the game unless you truly believe Joe Mixon running the ball opens things up for Joe Burrow. And I just, I I don't really think that's necessarily true. I, I really want Chase Brown to start getting some run um, just because we don't have, like you mentioned, we don't have a Devon a chain on our team. It's just, it, it doesn't exist. But you have to f- try to find somebody that can um, make something happen. Mm-hmm. And at this point in Joe Mixon's career, he's likely just he's going to get what's there for him. And usually that's solid enough to just like plot ahead for um, the yardage that's blocked. But just if you can have a guy that can make someone miss and turn something out of nothing, that would be an awesome wrinkle to have out of the running back position that we just currently don't have. But um, anyways, so we got Jamar chase, right. And he puts together a historic, I get, you can say historic, right? Because definitely historic. It set, it set records. Okay. Uh, 19 targets for Jamar chase, which I looked it up tied Ocho Cinco for the most regulation targets. Cause uh, I think AJ green and actually Peter Warwick, both had 20 My targets guy. in overtime games. Um, but in regulation, Jamar Chase ties Ocho Cinco, 19 targets, 15 receptions, franchise record, 192 yards, three touchdowns. He was used all over. Uh, he was in the backfield. He was used on, which I'm loving the bubble screens. People hated on the bubble screens uh, early on in the season. And I think it was, I think the frustration with that was just because everything was like low air yards and we weren't pushing the ball downfield, but like, I love getting Jamar chase bubble screens. Like he never has been tackled for a loss ever in his career, ever, ever in high school, college, or the <laughs> pros. I believe he it is constantly, yeah, he is constantly getting positive yardage and usually eight to 12 yards. He's so strong. And so just I, elusive and tight space. Yeah, I, I, I love getting him those. I love that he got the deep one today as well because that's a part of his game that we have not been able to take advantage of. Like, he is not just a short area quickness guy. He's got the long speed. Um, Actually, the one tweet was – let me see. Let me look it up now. I thought he, he overthrew the long ball. And Jamar yeah. just like – uh, yeah, on the long Got ball, there. Chase reached a top speed of 21.54 miles per hour, the second fastest of his career, the sixth fastest speed by a ball carrier this season. 
So that's like and probably behind guy. Air yard completion yeah. of his career. So it all came together. I mean, that's a skill set we just haven't tapped into this year is Jamar's long speed. And that was on display. And uh, he played. I thought this was a great game that displayed the importance of having or the benefit of having an alpha like um, Jamar Chase mm-hmm. that you can just feed him the ball. Um, a guy that demands it and can then deliver it he's going to be open um he's he's just going to be open and like i was thinking through the alphas in the league and i'm like an alpha is a guy that uh so i think i think it was gabe that was texting me about this game um and he was like i'm a little concerned arizona might just throw everything at jamar and then try to make someone else beat us. And I'm like, yeah, could mm-hmm. see that. And then as the game's playing out, it's like, oh, it's not playing out that way. And then I was thinking, I'm like, has anyone ever been able to just throw the kitchen sink at Jamar and stop him? Like, I know that when they shade coverage over to him, it takes away some of his ability to get those explosive deep plays. But then he's shown his ability to be extremely efficient um, on drag routes, on quick hitches, on bubble screens, on I don't know the name of the play, uh, but basically where he comes across the line of scrimmage after the snap, like goes behind the line of scrimmage, uh, mm-hmm. behind the lineman, and gets like a quick, like across the formation, gets a quick pass and like always has separation. He's got a build up his speed and gets positive. So like, I think, I think Jamar is just one of those guys that you can't stop you can only hope to slow him down. Mm-hmm. And like the other guys in the league right now, like Stefan Diggs is that dude. Tyreek. Uh, uh, yep. Tyreek is that dude. Like I was looking at the uh, box score today, kind of following the Jags and bills. And it was like a slow start for the bills. And even Diggs was like, not off to a great start. And I was like, man, that offense is struggling. And then you look at the final box score and like, you know, Josh Allen ended up having 360 yards, but Diggs is Diggs got eight for one twenty one and a touchdown today, and it's like Diggs is always going to finish with a hundred yards and or a touchdown. He's kind of exiting his prime, and he's got Jimmy Garoppolo, but like Devonte Adams was mm-hmm. that alpha with Aaron Rodgers. He's always going to have a hundred yards and or a touchdown. And he's been great on my fantasy team this year. I gotta he, say, yeah, yeah, he has better than on, I anticipated on mine as well. You mentioned Tyreek Hill. Like there are just some of those dudes in this league. Um, I don't really know how many there really are. Justin Jefferson, obviously, being another. There's probably only AJ Brown maybe gets thrown in there. Um, I mean, healthy also, Cooper Cup has kind of been that way, even if he yep. hasn't. Um, he doesn't have that same wow factor, I think, that the top yep. guys have. But he's just so freaking. It's because he looks good. Amish. He yeah yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the Amish. Beard his his look like, doesn't help. That's for sure. His looks doesn't help. Uh, but Joe uh, Jamar's 15 receptions with three touchdowns, the fifth time that's ever been done in NFL history. So how about uh, Tyler Lockett's name being on that list? I did not expect that. He was on my uh, fantasy team um, for that performance. I do recall big performance from him. Um, So just the, the definition of an alpha and, it makes me wonder. Uh, well, first of all, do you have anything else to add about uh, about Jamar? Um, I think I touched on pretty much everything I wanted to with him uh, and his unbelievable play. I th- uh, Goodberry put up his uh, his pace right now for the season, which is ridiculous. Um, 
it's like 200 targets, 150 receptions, like 1600 yards or something like that. If Chase Uh, gets 150 receptions, that, that to me screams like this team's going to be very good and very hard to beat. Yeah. So I don't know that he's going to get that, but maybe he will. I I love that. I mean, the way they're feeding him the ball these past, past few weeks has been, they force feed him and, it's like why wouldn't you force feed him uh, with the way he's been he's been performing? Yeah. So I do I do want to just first of all I want to acknowledge that some people might listen and then think that I uh, I don't want to run away from any of my previous takes as bad as they are. I did wonder if the rib injury for T would keep him out a little bit longer, considering he is looking for a deal and um, whatever else. And then of course he's saying all the right things in the press. And I felt bad for even surmising that, but I was just like curious, like would that potentially happen? Especially if we kept losing games, I don't think to T is that kind of guy. No. Um, so I just want to clear that up. I did, I did just perhaps list that as a potential thing to, to look out for this season. Um, but hopefully T gets healthy and gets back ASAP. But did this game change the way you think at all about whether we should re-sign T. Higgins? Because uh, Tyler Boyd was um, Tyler Boyd was Tyler Boyd today, and I felt so bad for him when his touchdown got called back because that bogus call. Yeah, I really um, felt for him. That sucked. Six for thirty-nine for Tyler Boyd, and that's kind of what he is right now. So it should have uh, been seven for his career. What was that? Twenty order, twenty yard touchdown like or that, so. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Trenton Irwin steps in and goes eight for sixty on ten targets. Yeah, he, he had a great day. Tyler Boyd. Does that? Does any of this change how you feel about re-signing T. Higgins? Because I still want I, to re-sign T. Okay, I I won't say like, do you want to? I mean, right. we all want T. Higgins right, right, here. right, right. Do you think this offense needs T. Higgins? Because like I I know it's the Cardinals and I I just earlier I was like it is the Cardinals like let's pump the brakes a little. I was gonna say I think we saw a few but, games last year where we would have loved to have T when he was out. Yeah, yeah, but like I'm also thinking like it's not free, right? So you gotta mm-hmm. say if we have T long term, it's because he's getting twenty Absolutely. million dollars a year. You know what makes me sorry to cut you off, but no, I had this didn't. thought while you were talking. You know what makes me think, gosh. I think we could go without T maybe it wasn't the offense's performance. It was the defense. Like if not having T allows us to spend a little more money on defense. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, that part of it, it's all going to come down to like, how does the draft fall this coming year? It's all going to be so much to be, where does that money go? But like, to your point, if it's allocated for somebody that is a playmaker on defense, and you're like, sure, you would hope that they don't like save twenty million dollars a year for T and then sign two like no no offense Nick Scott level players and then sit on the rest. Like you wouldn't want that, right? Um, and we don't know how they would spend it, but it's just like I was kind of thinking after the game, I was like, when Joe Burrow's on, it doesn't matter who else is on the field. Like, it, well, Jamar definitely matters, of right, course. But like, right. we know he is here long term and tied to Joe Burrow for as long as they want to play together in Cincinnati, which is hopefully their entire careers. But when you've got Joe on and Jamar uh, garnering almost twenty targets, like, does it matter who your wide receivers twos and threes are? And I was like, 
man, I mean, I, I don't even think, again, no offense, I don't really think Trayton Irwin's that good of a player. And he just got 10 targets, 8 for 60, and was like solid enough. And Tyler Boyd was solid enough. But I'm like, Irwin and Boyd are extremely replaceable players, I feel like. Like, mm-hmm. Charlie Jones and Yoshi next year, I feel like, could be doing what Irwin and Boyd did today. And you think um, so, at least. You, yeah, you would hope so. And it's uncertainty. But I was just like, I watched that game and I love T and would love to have him back. And I think, like, will probably franchise him either way. So this is not like, right. He's probably gonna be playing here next year, regardless whether he has a deal long-term or not. But um, it was just curious. I watched it and I was like, when you have a quarterback like Burrow, which is like what we saw with um, kind of like with Brady, that it didn't matter who Brady had, but then like when he got Randy Moss, it was like completely unstoppable. And Jamar is our Randy Moss. So mm-hmm. it's like Joe will be unstoppable when he's on with Jamar chase. And it doesn't really matter who else is around because when Joe Burrow is on and Joe Burrow is playing the way that he can, he elevates everybody else around him. And um, because like I wouldn't say Tom Brady was in some like outstanding scheme in New England, like Belichick, Belichick wasn't known for his offensive scheming necessarily. It was just like, yeah, Tom Brady just is Tom Brady. And whereas I- with like Patrick Mahomes, it's hard to make that argument because Andy Reid does scheme really well. Um, so it's hard for me. It's hard for me to be like, well, like Patrick Mahomes does it with no wide receivers. It's like, well, he he's like in a better scheme than Zach right. Taylor does. Typically. He also has the arguably the first or second best tight end of all time. So that yeah, that helps. And put some respect on Algie Crumpler, dude. <laughs> I miss my guy Algie. That guy had a dump truck. <laughs> also, just an incredible name, dump truck, yeah. an incredible name. They they was that around the time they also had Roddy White who. Mm-hmm. Also had a dump truck. Yeah. All an all booty team. Yeah. Uh I like that Falcons team. Not because they all had booty, but like I just liked that Falcons team. Um, anyways, this is getting off the rails. So uh do you have anything else to add? I was trying to think if I had anything else to close out on other than I think that as fans, we should just leave this game. Whereas I feel very different, I guess, after this game compared to how I felt after the Rams game, which the Rams game was exciting because we won the game and there were things we were like clinging to, to say, Oh, that was like a glimpse of what could be. Mm -hmm. But then like I even said, but we still only scored 19 points in one touchdown. Whereas this one, there's a lot more, uh, I don't know if hope is the right word. Maybe it is uh, to, to glean from this to make, I guess, like much more optimism that this season can turn around. Um, and if you can beat the Seahawks and go to the bye at three and three and take it from there, and hopefully then that's like an even like another week for Joe to get even healthier, you you would love to be able to do that. Cause after the bye, things get, things get hairy. You got Niners, Bills, Texans, Tex- Texans are feisty, Ravens, Steelers always play us tough. Jags. It's a gauntlet. But um, we said that last year. Yep. But I uh, think I think you kind of hit the the nail on the head. We're thank you. We're not quite out of the woods yet. I think um next week is super important, not just from the standpoint of you really need a win to get to three and three before you play all those really tough games. Um, but we also need to see Joe get to the bye week Mm -hmm. as healthy as possible. 
if he like if he has a setback next week, then you're right back in square one. So I think for me, that's the biggest thing that I'm kind of like, because I, I was worried about that all day today as as he's moving around more and like getting his sea legs and feeling confident. It's like, oh gosh, like all it takes is one bad step or whatever. So it's it's really positive to see him look so close to being like 100% healthy, but we really need next week to have no setbacks and obviously a win. Like that's that's kind of the two things that I'm looking for next Sunday. Obviously. Ah, si senor. <laughs> I just sent that I just sent that clip to Gabe and I was like the the larger uh, episode where Michael Scott wants to get roasted is it's a funny episode and even that scene he's talking he's like let's do a roast and he's like you can talk about like how successful i am or how good looking i am and you roast me on those things but i was like i rewatched that part where oscar was like are you sure you really want us to roast you and he like puts his hands up like he's like <laughs> playing with a mustache and he goes ah si senor and oscar <laughs> says that's offensive and he's like no it's not it's a roast <laughs> I'm like, ah si senor uh, uh i miss michael scott show. yeah so my routine is at bedtime i get on youtube and the algo the algo knows what i like and i get king king of queens uh episode snippets and the office episode snippets i thought you were about to say king of the hill and i was gonna be oh no pleasantly surprised for you no i mean i've seen it before but it's probably been 15 years since i watched that so maybe you could get back into it they show a lot of reruns so, do they? Yeah. Do they still make new episodes of King of the Hill? No, not to my knowledge. But that was that was a, a a family favorite. My brother and dad and I would would watch a lot growing up. So, from King of the Hill to the King of the Jungle, Joe Burrow is back. Thirty six of forty six, three seventeen, three touchdowns. Bengals win thirty four to twenty. How's that for Good a segue? Day. How's that for a segue? That was Iron Eagle esque. Give you props, my guy. Uh, get me out of here with your best uh, or your one of your favorite Michael Scott lines. First, I have to apologize. Back. I think I just said my guy like for the third or fourth time in this podcast. And oh, uh, well, I don't listen back to these ever. So I probably say well, someone someone's going to call me out and be like, how many guys does he need? And that's a fair, fair question. Um, Jake likes Jake. Jake likes a lot of guys. And that's OK. I do like Iron Eagle. He's my favorite. Um, yeah. Favorite Michael Scott quote. That's it have, I guess that's incredibly let me, hard. let me not let me not narrow it down to your favorite. I really just like when he said one it, year really. it was it was the Dementors. I really like mm. that that on that just popped in my head. Um, I I just think some of his more kind of like throwaway lines or dry the dry stuff. It's just so funny to me. I don't know. It's. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm gonna butcher it now, so maybe you can help me. Like the when you just said like the throwaway lines, it's like where he, I feel like he's either on the phone or he's at the front desk for reception, and he's like, "As ASAP is possible." <laughs> like, those things. I'm just like, oh, man, I just don't understand how people don't like that show. It's such a great show. Maybe instead of working in food takes, we will work in. Uh, Office, the office, the office, office stuff takes and references. I'm, I'm cool yeah. with that. We have a uh, our we're getting our whole first floor redone uh, starting tomorrow, so that's the biggest thing I got going on in my life, not related to food nor the office, but just wanted to let everybody know. 
So if you drive by my house and you see some baseboards sitting out in my house propped up against my garage, I'm really not trashy. I just uh, got to break them down to get them into the trash. Is this is this you asking for help? Oh, dude. I mean, I don't know if you're available, but no, I'll, I'll actually, ask around. I did. <laughs> I did all the uh, demolition stuff this week, this weekend, uh, popping off old baseboards, taking up the old floor so that tomorrow all he has to do. Well, it won't. I guess it'd be more than one day job, but uh, putting in the new floor and the baseboards will be the Mr. Simon will be doing that for us. Love it. I don't want to shout him out yet in case he doesn't do a good job. If he does a great job, he's getting a shout out on the who date in, baby. Well, you just gave him one. But I guess yeah. I guess but you could who, always who come knows? back and say it was ne- it was a negative experience. So Yeah, well nobody knows exactly who he is. You know, I didn't give a last name or business name or anything like that. So True, true. All right, Jake. Until next time. Who day? Who day? Who day?